Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. So I'm really excited for this week's episode, mainly because I interviewed my favorite actor of all time, Alexander Skarsgård. He's also what's known as my hall pass, which is a term from the 2011 Jason Sudeikis and Owen Wilson film of the same name, where you actually have permission from your spouse to hook up with said hall pass. I'm giving you a hall pass. A what? A what? A what? A hall pass. Okay, obviously I'm joking, but hey, I'd like to think that I came pretty close. No? Okay. Closer than most? No. No again, not really. Um, I swear, Skarsgård also kind of resembles my husband, so maybe that's why I love him so much. Anyway... A24, the film company that distributed Academy Award-winning movies Moonlight and Room, is releasing the new film The Kill Team on October 25th, starring who else? Alexander Skarsgård and Nat Wolf. Dan Krause, the director of the film, actually made a documentary on this story first in 2013 that won some awards at the Tribeca Film Festival. So, The Kill Team is the crazy true story of some horrible war crimes that went on in Afghanistan in 2009. It centers around specialist Adam Winfield, whose name is changed to specialist Andrew Brigman in the film, played by the super talented Nat Wolf. And he realizes that his sergeant, Sergeant Deeks, played by, of course, Alexander Skarsgård, is encouraging the soldiers to actually murder Afghani civilians in retaliation to a bombing that happened. Um, If I tell you anything more here, I'll spoil the movie, and I don't want to do that. But this is a really interesting and tragic story here, and I had actually never heard of it before watching the documentary and the film, and Dan Krause, the director, kind of schooled my ass um, when I told him that this was the first that I had heard this story. So take a listen to our interview and at the beginning, try to just feel my cheeks burning red with embarrassment. So congrats on, on this premiere. Now this film, this is really disturbing to me and it was more disturbing that I actually hadn't heard of it before this. So how did you come across this material in the first place to make a documentary? uh, Not to embarrass you, but it was on the front page of the New York Times Magazine. That's how I became aware of the story. (laughs) It's also a big cover story in Rolling Stone. So don't feel bad. Not everyone knows about this episode. And, you know, I can understand that it is not something that people care to revisit. Um, It's, it's, uh, you know, by by all accounts, a shameful chapter in, in American history, but it's also one that I think, um, I, I believe there, there will be a lot of empathy and understanding uh, with the decisions that these guys faced, um, how impossible the choices they uh, were asked to make were. And, you know, I, I, I think there's an opportunity to learn. 
honestly. And I hope I hope that you know the military community will embrace this movie as an opportunity to have an open, honest discussion and not not view it as an attack. Um, but I also think beyond um, anyone's interest in the military, the U.S. war in Afghanistan. Um, this is a movie that I hope will speak to people who have ever been in a situation where their individuality comes in, into conflict with the values of a group around them. And, you know, I think particularly for young people, that's a, that's a phenomenon that resonates deeply. And so I think this is a, you know, I think people who are not interested innately in war will be surprised how deeply they connect with this movie and this character. And, and there's quite a few war movies out there and documentaries. So why is this one so important? Why is it important to tell this story? Well, I think it's an interesting time to be putting out a movie about whistleblower intimidation. I mean, first, first and foremost, we all can imagine the, the kind of person that we would like to be, the kind of heroic uh, gestures that we, that we in, would envision ourselves making if our values are challenged. But the, the reality of doing that is sometimes much more difficult and dangerous than we're willing to acknowledge or that we even are aware of. And, and so I think, you know, one of the important messages of this film is to acknowledge the courage um, that is required of whistleblowers. A lot is at stake. You know, in this case, it was uh, his, his very life. Um, and, you know, you can extrapolate that to hundreds or thousands of other people who have stepped forward to, to try to courageously, you know, speak honestly and truthfully about things that they've witnessed. Um, it's a very dangerous... Pro it's a very dangerous prospect. Um, and I, I think this movie is, a, is an important cautionary. I hope it will be an important cautionary tale and a, and a starting point for discussion. I mean, come on. Had you guys heard of it? I do my research here, and those covers are buried. But I do agree. It's important to share this story because, unfortunately, I'm sure it happens more often than we know. So I do think Dan Krause is really brave for making these films. So let's move on to Nat Wolf, who I adored talking to. I think he is adorable and a really great actor. His brother is actor-director Alex Wolf, and they spent their childhood on a Nickelodeon show called The Naked Brothers Band, and their mom is actress Polly Draper, and their dad is a jazz musician. So they come from, you know, a family of artists. Um, some other recent or somewhat recent films he starred in is Paper Towns and The Fall in Our Stars. So again, Nat Wolf plays Andrew Brigman. And like I said, I personally think his acting is great in this. So take a listen to our chat. Okay, so this character, Andrew Brigman, I mean, you had guns pointing at you from every direction. That every I, direction. I felt yeah. so bad for you. Yeah, so yeah. can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think I got to meet the real guy I was playing. I went up to Seattle and I met Adam, who, who the character is based off. Yeah, I just stole your next question. Um, but the the really interesting thing about him was uh, it was he, there's nobody whose dream it was uh, more than him to be a hero and to be a soldier. And there's nobody he's you know he's he's as American as apple pie and baseball, you know, and and as pro military, and he still is, you know, even after, at, to this day. But um, you know he has a, he has a sense of right and wrong, but he's almost just too young and not ready, you know, to to, to really do much with that. Yeah. And and there was parts in the movie where I I saw you internalize this struggle with what do I do. So can you tell me how did you get into this character mindset? I mean, it, you were so so wonderful. Oh, so thank you. It was exhaust. It was exhausting. This this movie, you know, and I I get really annoyed and roll my eyes at certain actors who are moaning about their process, but. 
I would say that this movie was required it to be very, uh, me, me to, to take it to a very personal place. And at the end of the movie, it really my head was spinning for about a month after. And that's point zero 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 one of what it actually means to serve. So I can't even imagine how psychically demanding it must be. To yeah, when you had that line and you were like, you know, leave me alone. And he says, you are alone. I, yeah. I felt that. Yeah. So. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. 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 I, th I think it's a really, you know, it's a. It's a painful um, story, but but it's a story that needs to be told. I think you know. And and you personally, you're from a family of actors, musicians. Did you feel any pressure to get into this business? No, I mean I, I you know I grew up. Yeah, my dad's a jazz pianist, my mom's an actress, writer, and you know like everyone around me were like poets and novelists and this. Like, so I just thought that's what everyone did. But from a very young age, I was really passionate. If anything, they try to discourage me because the business is so disappointing. But I've been so lucky, and, you know, my brother's been so lucky. And yeah, You guys are great. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a good night. So yeah, much. of course. I want to encourage really you guys to also watch the video of our interview as well, just so you can see how animated and how gracious that Nat was. He was awesome. So um, I'll be rooting for his career for sure. Okay. And now the best for last, Alexander Skarsgård. So I usually don't get that nervous before interviews, but for obvious reasons, my hands were seriously shaky and ugh, sweaty. Also, the actors were supposed to arrive at 6.30 and they were late, so they didn't get there until like 6.50, which killed me because I was waiting around, like reapplying lipstick or just waiting for my fake eyelashes to fall off or whatever. Um, so when he finally did arrive, I was just like, yes, this is worth the wait. <laughs> he actually looks um, the same in person as he does on camera, extremely handsome and striking. He's just super tall, um, taller than I expected. I think he's about 6'4". So take a listen to the first part of our interview pertaining to the film. Um, he really gets into describing his character, Sergeant Deeks, which I loved. And again, don't mind me. I was really nervous at first. So it took me like two questions to feel comfortable. So you do this thing. You play this evil character, and you somehow make us, the audience, feel empathy towards you. I don't know how you do it. Can you talk to me about that? Um, well, you I, were evil in this, and, and I still was like, you know. Well, I think it's uh, I I don't gravitate towards parts characters that aren't complex and interesting, and someone who's uh, the the stereotypical villain is not appealing to me. I Deeks had some qualities that I was really interested in exploring, and there was um, a depth to the character and. Um, some redeeming qualities and um, and his thought process in a way like at least in the beginning I think you can understand where he's coming from and why he's reasoning the way he does and I always find that more interesting personally when I read something and hopefully it'll translate uh, when it's on the screen as well that you feel uh, it's I like when it's uncomfortable to watch and you're not sure um, about how you feel or what you're supposed to feel and or if you feel like I should feel this way but you feel it's a, a, a you know a contradictory feeling in, inside is it's, I think that's always quite interesting and, and like you said he he took advantage of these kids they were 19 years old and 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 you know it was in retaliation I guess but but can you talk talk about that a little bit more um well he believes in what he's doing is justified and correct he in his opinion 
because uh, that's an act you can't go in and play a villain and not believe in what you're doing when I take a step back I can obviously see how atrocious and disgusting it is but when you're in it I think it's important to understand his thought process and what made him arrive at this decision that like it's okay to kill civilians uh, so it was important to kind of for me to dive into that and uh, and then figure out a great strategy to win over the soldiers. Right. Um, with the steak? Yeah, with the steak. It's a bit, you know, carrot and stick, and, and which is something I thought was very interesting to explore in the script. It's not that he's through intimidation uh, making them do what he wants. It's, uh, uh, it's a courtship. It's sensual. He Sorry for the interruption, but guys, he said the word sensual to me. Okay, carry on. He's almost flirting with these guys, and I love that aspect of it. It's almost like a love triangle where he's, because um, they, in the beginning, they desperately want his, um, him to just acknowledge them, or, you know, so when he does, it means the world to them. But then if you're not, in this case, when Bregman isn't do it when he, he's asking him to do, then he'll turn away and he'll give someone else attention. And then that, he, you describe it perfectly. Then that becomes, it turns into jealousy. It's almost like your lover has left yeah, for they, someone they else. want approval from him. So. And I think Deeks, that was a lot of fun exploring how he used that by pushing someone out in the cold for a little bit and then opening the door and to go like, hey, you want to come in and sit by the fire and join the gang? Then you know that that so calculated oh, that God, yeah. person is going to eat out of your hand uh, and follow you blindly and that's what he wants he wants complete loyalty and that's what he demands was your mustache real in the movie i really it liked it real. oh i loved it i'm so impressed with that i mean i can see you have a beard but I really meant what I said about him playing these malicious characters, and somehow we always seem to feel something for him. Empathy, or I don't know, we just, we shouldn't like them as much as we do for all of the bad things that he does, if that makes sense. Um, so that's a testament to what a great actor he is. I loved also when he said that he wasn't attracted to the typical villain, but also why is he always the villain? He has a really warm and friendly vibe about him. Um, but okay, let's get to the really juicy part of the interview. When I bring up the fact that we both went to Marymount Manhattan College, he just lights up and then he tells me the untold story of why he dropped out. Check um, it out. You also went to Marymount Manhattan for acting. So did I. Did you? I did. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm younger than you. So, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. When did you graduate? Uh, 2007. So. I didn't even graduate. I, I, I know, but I, I, I read that that's kind of what um, kind of sparked your, your acting bug for real. That's what kind of made you pursue Yeah, the reason I dropped out was had nothing to do with the school. I really loved it. I had amazing teachers and had a really good time there. Uh, I was, yeah, it's a longer story, but I had a girlfriend at the time in Sweden and ended up like, I was miserable. And I was in New York, heartbroken. Yeah, she, yeah, it's a crazy long story, but I was so heartbroken crazy. and broke. And, and you left after six months. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go back to, to this girl and try to make this work, this relationship. And three weeks later, we <laughs> we got back together when I got home, but it, three weeks later, we broke up. And, wow. and then, but then I was, 
in Sweden. And well, that's I, not on the internet. You definitely can't find that there. So thanks for sharing that. Oh, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> but very fond memories of the school. I, I, uh, I probably shouldn't have dropped out. It was a great um, school. Yeah. Could you die? Like, who is this chick? He literally moved back to Sweden for her. I should have asked, but I was getting rushed at that point, so we had to wrap things up. But yes to the Marymount Manhattan connection. So exciting and just so great to hear how much he enjoyed the school. Um, I'm really glad I asked. So yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, that's it for today. And again, I really encourage you to watch the interviews on our website, www.redcarpetrendezvousnyc.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast and subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Hey, hey.